Imagine you're in a meeting and somebody says something or tells you to do something or asks you something or something is agreed and you've literally got no idea what they've said. You lose track, maybe you were able to catch a couple of words and try and put the context together, but honestly, you're just not really following what's going on. You're not really sure what you've been asked, you're not really sure what the meaning is, so you just kind of say okay or nod your head or just don't say anything because it's easier. Maybe you check with your boss afterwards. Well, I want to go over some really common terms in business that you're really likely to hear that I use so that you'll be able to understand some of these more difficult expressions when they come up in the moment. So that is what is on the agenda today. And don't forget to stay until the end where I give you a word structure or phrase that hardly anybody uses, but everybody should. Welcome to Anwichuen's English podcast. This podcast is designed for Spanish-speaking professionals who want to feel really confident when they speak English at work. Every week for 20 minutes, I give you my best tips, advice, and guidance as an expert business English coach to help you have career freedom and do the best job that you can because I know that that is really important to you. Now, before we move on, I have a shout out today from Belgium, actually, which is rather nice. Hello, Anna. I'm very happy to support your work. It's a real pleasure to follow your podcasts. They are very helpful not only to improve the English listening and speaking skills, but also to grasp some top tips to better manage situations that regularly happen in business life. That's a beautiful verb there as well, grasp. It's more unusual, but grasp means to understand. I was listening to the Coolips podcast since a few months ago and the episodes where you were the co-host with Andrew were immediately my favorite ones. If you didn't know already, by the way, I also am on another podcast, which is called Coolips. And I'm on the episodes which are called Chatterbox. And me and the co-host Andrew, we basically talk about loads of different topics. It's more informal, it's more casual, it's more conversation. Andrew's also from Canada, so it's a different accent. If you're interested in that, I'm going to put the link in the in the box below because it's a really nice compliment. Head to the link in the description box if that sounds like your cup of tea. I mean, honestly, we've talked about so many different things. We've talked about grey hair, which I was weirdly really into, which just means I was really interested in it. I got very animated about it. We've also talked about the culture in the UK. We've talked about just loads of different stuff. Food, obviously. I love talking about food. I can talk about food all day. So definitely check that one out. And thank you so much for your comment, Giles. I think that's how I pronounce your name. I really, really appreciate it. And if you want to support the podcast and donate to support my content that I create, the link is in the description box. And if you don't want to make a donation, but you want to support the podcast, the best way that you can do it is by leaving a review preferably a positive one obviously and you can do that on apple podcasts you can also give me a rating on spotify you can like me on google Podcasts. so there's lots of other different things so if you want to support the podcast that's a 
great way that you can do it. Or just tell somebody about it. Tell a friend or a colleague about it. Tell them that you listen, that you really like it, that you find it useful. And let's get more people listening to Anna with two ends. Just before we move on as well, remember that if you do love the podcast, you listen every week and you want to get a summary of really interesting vocabulary as well as the tips that I talk about in the podcast, make sure that you sign up to the Anna with two ends newsletter where you get a short and sweet rundown of the things that I've talked about in each episode straight into your inbox every Friday. And the link for that again is in the description box. Right, let's get on with it then. Now we've all been there, haven't we? We've all been in a situation where people are talking or they say something to us and we're like, yeah, I don't think I really understood about 99.9% of what you just said. Yeah, I just I just didn't really understand. And maybe we don't actually say it out loud, but we're kind of thinking it in our heads. And I think this is really common and maybe this has happened to you as well. You'll be in a meeting and maybe at the beginning things are getting started. You're like, okay, okay, I can follow. And then all of a sudden maybe somebody different starts speaking or they switch to a different topic or maybe they kind of mumble a little bit like this and you just feel completely lost or maybe you just miss the meaning of one or two words that they said and you're like I just don't have a clue what they're going on about I've, I've, I've got no idea I mean again you've got a couple of options right you can ask them to repeat and say that you didn't understand but maybe the conversation's already moved on and you're like okay I, yeah I don't really know how to intervene here and you just stay quiet. I mean, look, I've done it as well. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. It's 100% normal to feel lost sometimes. And to be honest, there's always going to be sometimes somebody somewhere that speaks to us. And we're going to be like, I don't know what you said. Maybe it's the accent. Maybe it's just the way that they speak. But you're always going to come across people like that. However, what I've done today is I've picked a list of some interesting but also potentially confusing things that people could say to you and are obviously likely to come up so that when you hear them, maybe it's in a meeting, on a phone call or in a conversation or maybe in an email, you're going to have a better grasp of what's going on. Remember that word grasp before? I said to grasp is to understand. Well, we can also use it as a noun, which is an understanding to get a grasp of something is to get an understanding of something. I'll put that one in the newsletter, okay, so that you can remember that one. Also, just keep in mind that vocabulary is not just about being able to use it. It's about being able to understand it. Don't beat yourself up if you hear this list of words that I'm about to say or expressions and you're like, oh, damn it, I don't, I don't use those, those words. I'm not trying to say that you should. But what we're trying to focus on is understanding. Can you understand a little bit more when somebody says this to you in real life, in the moment when it happens? Also keep in mind that I am British and there are some nuances between British and American English when it comes to business English. So perhaps there might be some things that an American person would say, well, I wouldn't say it like that. I might say it a little bit differently. So do keep that in mind. I think most of these are pretty universal between American and British English but there may be some they're a little bit different okay so just to just as a little disclaimer 
Let's start with our list. And what I have tried to do is group these into categories to make them a little bit easier to digest. Now, imagine that you're starting a new piece of work or a new project specifically, and somebody says to you, Maria, we really need to hit the ground running with this one. What are they saying? What are they telling you? Well, what they're saying is that we really need to start this piece of work quickly and successfully. We need to get on with it. We need to crack on. We need to move things forward. We need to get this piece of work off the ground. And again, to get it off the ground, I've used a lot of different phrases there as well that are all related to this. It's like to just get something going, get the ball rolling is another way to say that. And you're going to hear these types of phrases when you start projects. Imagine this time, though, that you're talking about priorities, things that are coming up in the project. You're like, what do we need to focus on? What's important right now? And somebody says to you, John, I think we should probably put this on the back burner for now. What are they saying Well, what they're saying is a back burner, and this is kind of a really weird phrase, to be honest, and it makes absolutely no sense. And if you heard it, I'm sure you'd you'd probably feel a little bit lost. If you hadn't heard it before, you didn't know the meaning. But it's basically, we don't need to prioritize that for now. It's it's not important. Let's put it on the back burner for now and and focus on this. I'm not saying that we're never going to do it. I'm just saying that, okay, it's not the biggest priority right now. So let's just put it to one side and focus on the critical path. Another thing that you might hear if you're talking about what should we do, like what task should we do, is you might hear somebody say something like, well, we really need to pick the low-hanging fruit. Now, I just want you to imagine the fruit on a tree and the fruit that's at the bottom of the tree. That's essentially what we're saying there by the low-hanging fruit. And we're saying that we need to do the actions that take no effort, but give us a big win, right? Minimal effort, big gain. This is the low-hanging fruit, the easy wins, the quick wins. That is what I'm saying when I say we need to pick the low-hanging fruit or we need to get the low-hanging fruit or we need to target the low-hanging fruit, whatever it is. But that's what I'm talking about. Now, let's imagine that we're doing a piece of work, we're, we're doing a project, and I tell you and the team that are in the meeting that I really think that we need to do this by the book. What am I telling you all? What's the meaning? Well, I mean that we need to do things in the correct way. We need to follow the rules. We shouldn't really cut corners with this. We need to do it by the book. We need to do it properly. If we look at meetings... And I was thinking about some good expressions that might come up that might be a little bit confusing. And this is one of them. Imagine that you're in a meeting and you're talking about a different proposal about whether to go ahead with something or not. And somebody says, I think we should table that for now. I think we should table that for now. What are they saying? What do you think they mean? And this is an interesting point because a lot of Spanish speakers talk about this is on the table. We've got this on the table. Like there's a lot of expressions with table in business. But actually, 
if I say that we should table this for now, what I'm saying is, let's not talk about that right now. Let's not decide on that at the moment. Let's come back to it later. Let's table it. I'm not saying let's talk about it, which is kind of what I imagine a lot of people might think. I'm actually saying let's table it. And interestingly, we have a lot of expressions with furniture that are similar to this. We also use shelve as a verb to shelve something, which also means if something is shelved, we decide not to proceed with it. This project was shelved last year because it wasn't profitable. It was too complicated. It was shelved. Plans to reopen the factory were shelved. It means that they were, they fell through. They decided not to go ahead with something. So confusingly, if I say let's table something, I mean, let's not talk about it for now. But if we want to say that something was tabled yesterday, it can also mean to be suggested for discussion. For example, if we're talking about maybe a board meeting situation, we might say that a change to the proposal was tabled by the executives yesterday, which is essentially it was brought to the meeting to be discussed or decided on or whatever. So a little bit confusing, right? And you might have to be very cued into the context to understand what I'm saying and what the meaning is. Let's table that for now. Let's talk about it later. This was tabled yesterday, meaning it was brought to discussion yesterday. That could be confusing. Also in American English, to be tabled also means to delay the discussion of a subject a little bit like I was talking about just before. So there's a few sentences with table that can be a little bit confusing and you'll have to be quite tuned into the context. I'm going to put some of those in the newsletter so that you can review them and go back to them. Let's move on to kind of a category that I've called proposals or maybe with documents or writing different things. Now, imagine somebody tells you that, okay, Juan, I need this report by end of play this week. What what do they want? When do they need it? Well, they need it by the end of the week. End of play. Now, you can apply end of play to the week. You can also apply end of play to the day. So you might say, I need this by end of play tomorrow. Another way that we say this is, I need it by close of play Wednesday, which basically means I need it by the end of the day on Wednesday. And by the end of the day, what I'm saying there is the end of the working day. If you suggest something to me and I say, oof, I think it's a little bit of a long shot. Maybe you make a proposal or suggestion. I'm saying that I think it's pretty unlikely. I don't think it has a big chance of being successful. But maybe we can try. I might say, well, it's a long shot, but we can give it a go. And to give something a a go is to give something a try. If you give me a report that's been written and I read it and I give you some feedback on it and I'm like, well... Imagine, for example, you're doing a a proposal for a bid. Maybe you want to win some services. And I say, I think we need to beef up a few parts of this proposal. What I'm saying is we need to reinforce it. We need to add more substance. We need to intensify it a little bit. We just need to make it better, essentially, stronger. We need to make the bid stronger, the proposal stronger. To finish, let's do a quick run through of some ones to do with communication. So imagine I say to you, Paco, 
that one just came to my head. Okay, there's no special Paco in my life, but Paco, bring me up to speed on the project. Tell me what's going on. What I'm saying is update me, bring me up to speed. Tell me what's going on. What's been happening since the last time we spoke? Bring me up to speed. If I tell you to keep me in the loop, I'm saying, keep me informed. Let me know what's happening. I may even ask you if we can touch base next week. And what I say when I say that is let's catch up. Let's just get in touch with each other next week. Let's just make sure that everything's going the way we want it to. Let's touch base next week. The final one, which I think is great and could be potentially very confusing, is maybe we're working on a piece of work together and we're not really sure what to do. We're a little bit unsure about where to go with it or in what direction. I might say something, well, let's just, let's just play it by ear and see what happens. To play something by ear is like, well, let's just see what happens. Let's go with the flow, see how things develop, see how things progress before taking any decisions now. Let's play it by ear, see what happens, and we'll react as and when we have to. So to recap, vocabulary is not just about using it, it's also about understanding it as well. And what I've done today is gone through some potentially confusing or maybe more difficult terms that you might hear in a meeting, conversation, whatever it is, phone call, and hopefully you'll be able to understand these if you hear them. If you want a list of all the words and expressions and phrases that I've used today, I'll be putting all of this in the newsletter, the Anna with Two Ends newsletter. And if you want that, click the link in the description box and sign up before 10 a.m. the Friday after I release the episode. Now let's finish as always with our word structure or phrase that hardly anybody uses, but everybody should. And this week, it's a super straightforward one, nothing revolutionary. It's not rocket science, but I noticed that nobody uses this one, but I use it all the time. So I thought, well, I'm going to share it with you. A lot of people, when they're talking about where things are going, they say we're progressing in the the good way or the right way or the correct way, but not a lot of people use the noun direction. And this is much more natural for me. I think we're going in the right direction, or maybe I might say things are moving in the right direction. Another very common thing when we're talking about progress is to say to take a step in the right direction. Imagine that you're working in the company where things are not going very well, but they're making changes. And maybe a reflection that you might make is, okay, what they've done is a small improvement, but at least it's a step in the right direction. At least we're heading in the right direction. And remember that verb head also means go. We're heading in the right direction. We're going in the right direction. So that is my word today, right direction, and using it to talk about being on track, going in the right way. But direction is more common than way. Thank you so, so much. It was a pleasure as per usual to speak to you again. And I will be back next week for our last episode of Anna Wichuens before the Christmas break. And we start again in the new year. So make sure you join me then. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.